Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 134, Taking a Break. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. You guys know that doing the podcast every week is almost my favorite thing that I do. Coaching my clients is probably number one. But recording this podcast, thinking about the podcast, writing it out, exploring ideas. I love it. I love going deep into one topic on the podcast and I love that it gets shared with the entire world. All over the world, people listen to this podcast. It's amazing. So if you guys love listening to the podcast, I would love to ask a favor from you. If you have not given me a five-star review on iTunes, I sure would appreciate that. So if you're listening on your phone, you just scroll to the very bottom of the um, show. So if you have pulled up the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, and then you see all the episodes, you just scroll down, and it says leave a review. You tap on that. You type in something amazing, how this podcast has helped you, click on the five stars, and then you hit submit, and then you're done. It literally would take you about two minutes. And the more reviews I get, the more people see the podcast, and the more people I can help stop over drinking. So if you haven't done that yet, I sure would appreciate a five-star review on iTunes. But this week, I'm talking about taking a break, and it's not about taking a break from alcohol. It's about just taking breaks in our day-to-day so that we can recharge and help ourselves live a healthier life. And I think a lot of people right now, and especially coming out of the pandemic, and we're under a lot of stress, you know, maybe we had job changes, childcare changes, so many changes come on at once, and we were basically in fight or flight mode for a year and a half. And now that we're starting to creep out of that, Um, we are left with some residual stress and anxiety. And if you feel that way, you are not alone. For sure, I have been feeling it. A lot of my clients are feeling it. So I wanted to do an episode on taking a break from um, working too much and overthinking and it could be over drinking, whatever it is that you feel like you might want to take a break. So taking a break could also be going on a vacation and incorporating more downtime. So when I look at my my year for 2021, we're halfway through, which is wild to me. I cannot believe it. <laughs> it feels like we we're just in January, but we're not. We're halfway through July. Um, I've taken a lot of breaks. I've added downtime into my weeks and into my days. I've incorporated a no meeting Friday policy. So that means no meetings are allowed to be put on my calendar on Friday. And mostly I'm I would be the one that would be violating that. But I've been holding strong this whole year on no meetings on Fridays for myself. I have long breaks in between my coaching calls and my first two vacations ever that I did not work on, I've taken in the first half of this year. And all of this has created the most success in my year, in my business so far. So I've incorporated all of this extra downtime And I've had the most success in my business year to date. 
there, this is not, this is like a normal thing that happens when you learn how to do this. When you give yourself a break and you incorporate downtime and you let yourself recharge, you get more creative and you feel less stress. And then you become pretty productive in the amount of time that you're giving yourself to get the things done. And then it just becomes easier. But many high achieving professionals struggle taking a break and to step away from the work because they're scared that they will lose business or get behind or it'll be a lot more work when they get back, right? You guys have thoughts like that? Or things will fall apart. But I want to tell you in this podcast is that things are more likely to fall apart if you don't take regular meaningful breaks or breaks, or vacations, right? But before I dig into it, I actually did a little research on the impact that we experience in our physical and mental health when we don't take regular breaks or vacation or downtime. So straight from the Mayo Clinic, I've actually linked up all of the articles that I've referenced here in the show notes. If you're interested in reading the full articles, I highly suggest that you do. They are hooked up in the podcast notes. But right from the Mayo Clinic, there's they've listed common effects of stress so on your body you have headaches muscle tension chest pain fatigue change in sex drive stomach upset on your mental health or your mood or your emotions we have anxiety restlessness lack of motivation or focus feeling overwhelmed irritability or anger sadness or depression and then on your behavior, so the actions that we take, that's what I talk about, right? When I hear when when we talk about overdrinking or overeating, that's behavior that we do, things that we do. They have listed overeating or undereating, angry outbursts, drug or alcohol misuse, tobacco use, social withdrawal, and exercising less often. So these this is the category under common effects of stress, right on the Mayo Clinic. Okay? And then they've also added sleep problems under body issues, okay? So the acts of managing stress, they wrote, if you have stress symptoms, taking steps to manage your stress can have many health benefits. Exploring stress management strategies, such as getting regular physical activity, practicing relaxation techniques, such as deep breathing, which I'm a huge component of, meditation, yoga, or massage, keeping a sense of humor, (laughs) spending time with your family and friends, setting aside a time for hobbies, such as reading a book or listening to music. And then they go on to talk about aiming to find active ways to manage stress. Okay, so everything that we just discussed and I listed out was an active way to manage your stress. And then they talk about inactive ways to manage stress, such as watching television, surfing the internet, or playing video games. They write, may seem relaxing, but they increase your stress over the long term. And then they write, avoid tobacco use, excessive caffeine and alcohol, and the use of illegal substances, right? So I think this is really on point with what I teach my clients, right? So Managing your stress is not keeping yourself busy with mind-numbing activities such as numbing out on television. That doesn't address the stress, okay? That doesn't give your brain a break. That just distracts your brain from your stress. Just like drinking or overeating distracts your brain from the stress. We don't like the stress, so we go find things that make us feel less stress superficially, but they don't actually address the underlying issue of the stress itself. But what they're suggesting here 
is the regular physical activity, such as exercise, relaxation techniques, such as deep breathing. And I talk about this all the time, such as processing your feelings, take a deep breath, connecting with yourself through meditation, yoga, right? Spending time with people you care about. Increasing the activities you actually want to be doing, such as reading books, listening to music, exploring new hobbies, okay? And then I got some stuff from the Cleveland Clinic, too, okay? So the article here, and again, it's linked up in the show notes, but why downtime is essential to brain health is the title of the article. And they wrote, research has found that taking breaks can improve your mood, boost your performance, and increase your ability to concentrate and pay attention, When you don't give your mind a chance to pause and refresh, it doesn't work as efficiently. You might also be more likely to experience burnout and the health problems that go hand in hand with chronic stress. When you take breaks, you solve problems in fresher ways than you could if you just kept your nose to the grindstone. Our brains are like any machine, they need a rest. There's some science to suggest that what our brains do when they're not actively processing information is pretty important. When we let our minds wander, it can be replenishing. To let your mind wander and activate, you need to do less, a lot less, like sit and stare into space less. If you have trouble sitting and staring, try a mindless task like vacuuming or weeding. He's a big fan of nature walks, says Dr. B. But whatever you do, pick something that doesn't require your brain to do much work, then let it meander. Okay? And then finally, I looked at an article from Forbes called Why Taking Vacation Time Can Save Your Life. And they wrote, Vacation Time Boosts Brain Power. Taking time off improves the capacity to learn. When your brain isn't completely relaxed, it consolidates knowledge and brain power. And I love this. This is the most impactful thing I read in everything that I researched. A recent study by the World Health Organization found that 745,000 people died in 2016 from heart disease and stroke, due to long hours and said the trend might worsen due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The research found that working 55 hours or more a week was associated with a 35% higher risk of stroke and a 17% higher risk of dying from heart disease than a work week of 35 to 40 hours. And then they go on to talk about vacation time, increasing mindfulness, And going on holiday makes you feel more present and stimulated. When we travel, we're usually breaking our normal routine. But this is the thing, y'all. This is my thoughts now. (laughs) When most of y'all, if you're not in my program and actively working on this, or, you know, maybe you're doing some over-drinking work on your own, but most of us go on vacation and over-drink and over-eat, okay? So don't go on vacation so that you help give yourself a relaxation and de-stress from your everyday life or from work, right? Right? Make sure you don't do go on vacation and then overdrink because when you overdrink, you actually are not giving your brain a chance to relax and regenerate and renew. You're just suppressing those feelings of stress and exhaustion and you cause more taxing on your body and mental health and you come back from the vacation feeling even worse than before you left. <laughs> I used to feel like this all the time. I would go on a vacation and I would drink and eat my way through it. I would come back puffy and tired and think I needed a vacation for my vacation, right? So don't do that to yourselves. And then they go on to say taking regular vacations could reduce the risk of metabolic syndrome, a cluster of health issues, including high blood pressure, high blood sugar, excess belly fat, and abnormal cholesterol levels. All of these symptoms raise the risk of heart disease, stroke, and type 2 diabetes. They quoted one study looking at 
um, people that vacation more frequently were less likely to meet the criteria for a diagnosis of a metabolic syndrome. Okay, and they noted that the risk went down by a quarter with each additional vacation taken. That's huge. And then one more nine-year study followed more than 12,000 middle-aged men at high risk for heart disease. In the end, those took, who took more yearly vacations were less likely to die from any cause, including heart attacks and other cardiovascular problems. Okay, so now we have some evidence backed by science that reports the importance of taking breaks for your health. And I want to show you how not taking breaks causes you to drink more. Okay, when you feel overwhelmed and stressed and don't feel like you have time to decompress or to relax, we look to quick fixes, fixes like alcohol to help us achieve that relaxation, right? And then we drink and we don't address the stress or take a break or figure out how to reduce it. So not only does your body carry the effects of all this stress and anxiety, now you're pouring alcohol on top of the chemical structure like cortisol, which is our stress hormone. And now your body has to deal with alcohol and processing that out of your system and deal with the chemical structure of the cortisol in your body. And this can cause outward noticeable issues like sleep problems, heart palpitations. You might get sick a lot. You might be angry a lot. You might be super reactive, overly emotional, snappy. You might drink even more and eat more and not exercise. So it just compounds your issues and it feels like shit. Okay. And I know you might not be in the position to take a full week off and completely shut down. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. That is one thing that I teach. Don't make it be all or nothing, okay? You can do little things in your day right now, starting today, that will give yourself a chance to take a break and to recharge. So I'm suggesting that you give yourself quiet alone time, maybe first thing in the morning or in the evening. Take purposeful technology breaks. Sit outside and not do anything for 30 minutes or go for a walk with no music, no podcasts. Just listening to the birds and the sound of nature. Allow yourself to think about anything you want besides work or your to-do list. Let yourself get bored and then don't pick up your phone or go to the pantry. Your brain needs downtime to replenish. We are not meant to be go, go, go all the time with appointments and activities and rushing from thing to thing to thing. Slow down. Cancel things that you don't have to do. Ask people for help. Try to reduce your workload your work day by 15 minutes a week and work your way down to working under a 40 hour week. So maybe if you have a salary position and your goal is to work less, right? How can we do that in very small chunks? So maybe you leave 15 minutes early once a week. Maybe you shut down and you're like, okay, I am done working at 5 p.m. and I'm not gonna let myself work anymore after that, okay? How can you do that in significant like little breaks that over time, if you keep adding five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, in a few months, you have significantly reduced the number of hours in your workday, okay? If you aren't as stressed, you will actually be more productive with your time and not look for little breaks to the coffee pot or scrolling on Facebook, right? So I love this idea of like reducing how many hours we're working and increasing the productivity in which we are working. So this is how I can get a, a high volume of things done, but I actually work, like my actual active time working is less than most people. I give myself a chunk of time to do something and I make sure I get it done in that time. And I don't piddly around. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and, and record my podcast. I've got two hours. And then like, I think about something, I write, oh, I'm bored, I'm stuck. I get up, go get a cup of coffee, scroll on Facebook, come back to it. No, 
I'm like, usually I give myself one hour. (laughs) I write the thing, record it, and send it out to the editor, okay? So think about how you can shift some of that. If you weren't needing to escape into these sort of like little um, unhelpful breaks, like scrolling on Facebook or going getting something to eat out of the fridge, right? And you gave yourself actual breaks that mattered by shutting down right? Unplugging from technology, closing your eyes for five minutes, checking in with yourself, processing some feelings. That's what I'm talking about. In my day, I have lots of of breaks like that built into my workday on purpose. So I schedule time for that. I consider my breaks part of my work because I know that when I just sit and be quiet and think, I come up with my best ideas. I recharge myself. I don't burn myself out and I can keep showing up for all the people that rely on me for help in a fun, energetic way. And if you're working for somebody else, again, look at your calendar and see where you can add five to 10 minute mini breaks where you can might just sit and close your eyes or go outside without your phone for a bit of fresh air. And if you aren't working in an office or for someone and you are at home taking care of things, how can you allow yourself to pause, unplug, get fresh air, and slow down? I promise you if you implement some of these things, you will not feel the need to want to escape or seek things outside of yourself for relaxation. And you'll be taking care of your mind and body and prevent a lot of preventable health issues. So my friends... As you listen to this, I will be off in the Alaska wilderness, experiencing the grandeur of glaciers, mountains, streams, wildlife, and friends, and I'm filling myself up so that I can come back and be even more inspired to help you stop over drinking and start living. Take a page from my book, y'all, and do this for yourself. You won't regret it. And if you want to join me in my Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program, will I help you and I guide you through all of this? to actually get to the root of why you're over drinking and stop using alcohol as a way to make your life better or to have a a relaxation evening, click through to the link, watch the videos, and apply to join me. We'll talk to you soon.